And we're back with another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glasser. Come right back at you here from the Inside Sports Fantasy Football team. We wish you a happy holiday season. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Of course, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Pop Culture Cosmos, Lakers Fast Break, Game Source, and everything that we do for all the great things that we are, including, of course, like I said, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Lakers Fast Break. Of course, the great folks at Domination Sports Nation. Go ahead and check out what we are doing today with our good friends at the Domination Sports Nation. Chris and Dom Lardieri bring you an action-packed episode each and every time out. So go ahead and follow the world of sports through the eyes of the Domination Sports Nation every time out. Plus our good friends at the Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends of pop culture. The Lakers Fast Break, which covers the NBA like no one else. And, of course, everything that we do right here at the Inside Sports Fantasy Football. And if you could support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, I'll tell you what, it's great to be back here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football because the playoffs for many leagues have started as of this weekend, as of Thursday, no less. So a lot of these teams are going to go into playoff battle. If your team has made it, your team is riding high on at least a winning streak or at least something as far as some good play over the course of the season. But how best to continue to manage it? We'll go ahead and talk about the ins and the outs of teams that are out of the running in the NFL, teams that are in contention for a playoff spot and fighting for a job and for a spot in the playoffs, and then also the teams that have already clinched. How each of these teams will manage their players and, of course, also some major injury news as well. But first up, I want to go ahead and introduce my cohort in crime. He is the man, along with his son, behind the Domination Sports Nation. Good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check it out wherever you get your podcasts. It is Chris Hardieri. And Chris, great to have you back for the holidays, my friend. Glad to see you're up and about and that you and the family are well. Great to be back. Likewise to you and your family, Gerald. Thanks so much, my friend. Truly appreciate it. Knock, like, again, like I told you, knocking on the fake wood here to say hopefully that we will keep that going as far as good health for both of our families but looking forward to an action-packed nfl week 15 for many leagues my friend has become quite interesting because in many leagues the playoffs have already started as far as this week the playoff matchups are set up they're already going ahead through the motions everybody's checking their lists and checking it twice but now that we are nfl week 15 Things have kind of evolved and changed because there are some teams that have already clinched a playoff spot, which might manage their roster a little bit differently, a.k.a. their stars a little differently. The teams fighting for a playoff spot, which you know that they're going to go ahead and continue to play whoever they can. And of course, the teams out of the running playing for a draft choice, a high one at that, that might alter the course of their destiny this season as well. Absolutely. And, you know, even if you're in a league where your playoffs don't start until week 16, I mean, you're posturing either just to make it in or get a higher seed, hopefully. And uh, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, I know everyone loves the Eagles. Everyone talks about Jalen Hurts being the favorite for the MVP. But at this point in the fantasy football world, uh, you may want to shy away from some Eagles players and look at teams like the Jets and the Lions who face off this week in the Meadowlands, both fighting for playoff spots. Um, the Chargers and Patriots and Dolphins, you know, just name a few more AFC teams. These are teams that are going to have to lay it all out. They lose a game. They may be out of it. You know, 
in a matter of weeks here. So that's one thing big picture to keep your eye on in fantasy football land. Another major injury has happened in the league, which, again, as by on the league it is, should not be surprising to anyone out there. But it is actually concerning a top 25 player in fantasy football, which I know will affect some players, out, some teams out there. He, I was fortunate to, to have him as a backup, so I never really played him this season. But Kyler Murray, unfortunately, has uh, torn up a knee, ACL injury out uh, his future now is in question when he'll return to the football field your thoughts on kyler murray even though he didn't have as quite as sterling a season this season as last season he was still a productive player for many he was and you know he missed a few games with that nagging hamstring injury uh, a complete letdown for him this year compared to previous years i know you know the knock on him is once they hit the halfway point his production decline but this year just seemed to be a total wash in the second half and I think too you've got to be worried about him next year hard to say when he'll fully recover from a knee injury of this magnitude does he miss time at the beginning of next season even yeah I'd say that right now because what you're you're talking about uh, August probably right around there for maybe a quick turnaround for him at the best at the earliest possible hope I'd say maybe he might make it back for the regular season opener at best, but then again, it's kind of iffy, especially with a ACL injury like this. Yeah, and for a quarterback that that's mobile and is that mobile and runs so much, uh, yeah. really have to worry about his mobility even going forward. Yep, absolutely. But ACL injuries are not the death knell that they once were in the world of sports, which is greatly you know a relief for not only fans, not only fantasy football players, but of course the players themselves. So I'm hoping for the best for him and for the Cardinals, who I know just had another big loss as far as their GM is concerned, who had to step down due to health reasons. So not some good times for the Cardinals right now, is there? Not at all. And, you know, Dom and I have been watching Hard Knocks, and even though they're not great on the field, it's interesting to see behind the scenes a, a team like this that's in a tailspin. You know, Murray coming back from injury, and now this this Kime storyline definitely looks like it'll be something interesting. It'll be chronicled on, on television. But even Cliff Kingsbury, you know, they gave him an extension last year, but uh, do they chalk it up to just a perfect storm of injuries? And they had to fire one of their – offensive line coaches for, uh, I believe it was a sexual harassment, um, just really a turbulent year for the Cardinals. And who knows if they just blow it up and start from scratch next year. That could be a possibility, especially with this latest injury to Kyler Murray. Once a team that had a lot of promise this time last year as a playoff team, as a team that could go a long way in the NFL, unfortunately at this time, in the league, as you and I have seen it, things can change so fast. Just no look, just look no further than the Cardinals or even the Rams, my friend, because tough times there. Your thoughts, though? I think the league is still buzzing in regards to the uh, dumping in Carolina by Baker Mayfield, and then 48 hours later, he leads the Rams to victory as far as a come from behind victory. Any thoughts on him being possibly? I'm not talking about for the rest of this season because. He could be a producer for fantasy you know, football owners out there. Is this something that could be a permanent thing for the Rams going forward? You know, it could be. 
no one seems to know the extent of Matthew Stafford's injuries. I mean, he's had a number of them. Even coming in in training camp, there was a buzz that he was having arm problems. Uh, he's not getting any younger. So at the very least, uh, McVay's auditioned his other two backup quarterbacks, and maybe if he sees what he likes here from Mayfield down the stretch, he's got himself a spot as Stafford's backup, or even they've got an insurance policy if Stafford's not back 100% come next September. But uh, if there is a coach that I think could potentially turn Mayfield around, Sean McVay would be one of the few on that list. Yeah, I'm not going to doubt Sean McVay. I I know that this team is really on a low this year, but, you know, I I know a retooling will be in order. I know that they need to get the running game or some type of running back situation solidified there. If they can get that, get some wideouts healthy, and then get the defense back to where it once was. Uh, I think that they could be back into contention as early as next year. And you're right, Baker Mayfield might be the guy who just might lead them next season. Absolutely. And, you know, it's ironic. You talk about the Rams running game. They're on the verge of releasing Cam Akers, who was their starter in the Super Bowl. And uh, I guess he's back from uh, the career depths. Uh, scored a touchdown late in that comeback win over the Raiders. Looks like he's the guy again. Uh, I don't know if he's the answer. I mean, we had him in fantasy last year on one of our teams. I, I liked his, his production down the stretch when he came back from that injury. But uh, I don't know. Is he the answer? Is it the an off-the-field issue? Does he not get along with McVay? Hard to say. But regardless, I think the Rams, you know, they let Daryl Henderson go. They need to start drafting some running back depths as, as well. Absolutely. But before we get away from the Rams, Baker Mewfield coming up one more time. We talked about the fact that he could be given the green light as far as being the guy behind center for the rest of the season. Does that mean, especially if, if for guys or gals out there who have teams, that Kyler Murray is is now no longer a part of with his ACL injury. Would he be the guy that you would pick up if he's available? I think it's worth a shot. And, you know, I, I kind of had to catch myself a few weeks back when I said, you know, Jared Goff is worth a bench spot. Look at how well he's played. Uh, we picked up Geno Smith instead of him. We've been happy with his production, but I'll give you another, for instance, he goes up against the 49ers short week, Thursday night. I'm not sure if I want to start him. Our other quarterback who we grabbed a few weeks ago, Trevor Lawrence has looked good, but, you know, he keeps popping up on the injury report. You could do a lot worse than Baker Mayfield. I'll tell you, although I wear this giant hat, I'm a realist. I would rather have Baker Mayfield than Daniel Jones because he's got something to prove. Uh, You know, the Rams are going to throw the ball. Like you said, it's going to be sort of this audition down the stretch. And what do you have to lose? I mean, if you're in a bind and Murray's hurt and there's nowhere that great out there, you could do a lot worse than Baker Mayfield. Uh, I really think, you, you can get 15 to 20 points out of a quarterback who's, who was that low on the depth chart with the Carolina Panthers at one point. I mean, you'll take it come the playoffs because it's hard to scratch out those points sometimes from the QB position. If Goff or Lawrence are there, I'd take them above Mayfield. But right now I would choose Mayfield, with especially the fact that he if he's given the green light, he's going to be given the green light to throw the ball because the running game is really, at this point, pretty much shot in, in Los Angeles. But uh, when it concerns Daniel Jones, I'm going to give you the ultimate insult, my friend, in regards to Daniel Jones' season. 12 TDs, four, four interceptions. Looks good on the service, but I'm going to give you guys the ultimate insult and say he's a terrific game manager. Absolutely. I mean, I'm going to date myself here, but the uh, the Trent Dilfers of the world, remember, he just managed a game for that uh, tremendous Baltimore Ravens defense the year they won the Super Bowl. That's all he does. And, you know, he runs a lot. But my fear with that, too, is he's going to get hurt. I mean, 
he takes a lot of hits. He's he's a pretty good runner as a quarterback, but you know, come December, you've got to make some passes and throw the ball. And with Saquon Barkley banged up, uh, Daniel Jones has really shown nothing here during this tailspin. And that's the problem because, unfortunately, you need something more as a fantasy football owner, especially now that you're in your playoffs and your next loss is your last loss of the season. Daniel Jones is a guy that you cannot trust to start at this point in time. Again, keeping the interceptions low, that's good. But, you know, he is not going to be the player that's going to get the job done for you on most occasions because you're looking for that, that guy that's going to give you 20, 30 touchdowns or more during the course of the season. And right now he's not looking very much like that unless he explodes the last three weeks. Yeah. And, you know, I can't point the finger solely at him. The giants are completely lacking a depth at the wide receiver position. And then with Barkley limited, he's really kind of a lone ranger out there trying to make plays by himself. So uh, it's not like he's got top notch receivers to throw to no offense to the giants receiving core as it stands right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I know that we always kid about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Would they be someone or guys that you might be looking into? Rodgers, I understand, is, you know, talked about sitting down and all that. But provided he, he's going to play, which, you know, as you and I both know, against Chicago, he always owned Chicago, and he did so again this week. Are they both out of contention as far as thoughts out there on a quarterback pickup in case Kyler Murray was the guy that you had on your team? Not necessarily. I mean, if Rodgers is playing this week against the Rams on Monday night in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, I think he's worth a start just because the Rams defense is so weak and, you know, they're kind of going to be at a disadvantage playing in that cold with no Aaron Donald. Um, Brady, same thing. I mean, that team theoretically is still in the awful NFC South race, but this week they go up against the Bengals, a team that's really on a roll and looking to make the push in the AFC playoff race. And I don't think he's a start this week, especially after what we saw last week in San Francisco. So any last bit of advice? Again, most teams, most leagues are going into the playoffs this weekend. Some are waiting till next week, but for a lot of leagues, they are going into the playoffs this weekend. Any advice as far as you give them? Because again, they, I think for me, I, you just got to look at the teams that your guys are on. What direction are they heading into as far as right now? Are they heading into the playoffs? Are they, have they already clinched? Or are they headed for a first round or a high first round draft pick? Are they tanking? That's something I think that everyone has to consider. But any last advice that you want to give to those teams heading into the playoffs? Yeah, uh, you know, we mentioned these teams that are in the playoff hunt in the NFL. You kind of want to look at players on these teams. The Lions, for instance, Jamison Williams, DJ Shark, both had touchdowns last week. If they're out there, take a flyer. You never know, you may need these guys. We touched in our last episode the streaming of defenses. Not only are you looking for teams that have advantageous matchups this week, but should you win or should your playoffs only begin in week 16, look for next week's matchups. And uh, two teams that I've identify are facing off each other in the Meadowlands, the Lions and the Jets. I really like the Jets defense as a whole. Um, if they can contain Jared Goff this week, they got a favorable matchup next week, and you know they're going to be in the hunt. Uh, they got some crucial AFC matchups coming up down the road, and uh, if the Jets are going to win, it's going to be because of that defense. I know Mike White's a nice story and all, but as you alluded to earlier with Jones, he's kind of that game manager ilk, and I feel like the Jets are going to have to turn the ball over to make things happen if they're going to get the W. And then, too, um, you know, don't overthink your, your – 
roster decisions. Like I said, we've got Smith and Lawrence. I'll sit down and look at it. You know, the Lawrence is up against a tough Cowboys team. Sometimes you're not going to make the right decision, but you know, at least try and do your best. There are plenty of rankings out there. It'll cloud your judgment. We've had good luck this year, really not looking at them unless it was, you know, something obscure. Uh, last week, there were six teams on by in the NFL and we're struggling to find a flex player to plug in there and we'll take a look at the rankings. But at the end of the day, make your own decisions. I wouldn't even necessarily, for instance, in the case of a Geno Smith, would I rule him out completely? No, because if you look who's out there on waivers or maybe if Lawrence really is banged up in our case and you really think the Cowboys defense is stout and after being nearly embarrassed last week to the pathetic Houston Texans, maybe they're out for revenge, you know, hard to say. But at the same time, you know, don't try and overthink it. Don't reinvent your wheel. Both your starters that you've gone all year, don't get psyched out by the weather and say, oh, it's snowing or my running back's playing. Don't worry about that. Teams score plenty of points in the snow. So uh, just keep moving forward. Do what works, but also be strategic out there in the waiver wire. You could find a guy who may help you in your championship game down the road in a week or two. We'll be right back with more fantasy football. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cold. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford and the man behind, along with his awesome son, Chris and Dom Lardieri. It is Chris Lardieri of the Domination Sports Nation. Go ahead and check out his program with his son as they cover the world of sports as only they can right there for you at the Domination Sports Nation, wherever you get your podcasts. But before we head on out, my friend, it's always the pick'em time. And of course, woof, 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 we got to go ahead to the doghouse before we head on out. But before we go ahead and head on out, it's NFL Week 15. Again, a lot of things are going on as far as teams still fighting for a playoff spot, teams that have already clinched a playoff spot, and teams that are looking to tank for a top spot in the NFL draft. So interesting week ahead. Is there any games that stick out to you as far as big games that you think need to be targeted right there for you? Yeah, you know, this Miami-Buffalo game that was moved to Saturday night, um, I really think you know, there's a lot of playoff ramifications there. A lot, but, uh, both in uh, that and uh, in fantasy football as well. Yeah, and, you know, the, the conventionalism would be, oh, two isn't playing well. You know, the Dolphins had heaters on the sideline at SoFi when it was 55 degrees, but it's going to be cold in Buffalo. I would not shy away from your Dolphins. Uh, are you really going to bench Tyreek Hill because it's cold and two isn't playing great? Like I picked up a fumble and ran it for a touchdown. Uh, I think Now, there is going to be expected snow, a right. lot of snow. And they're saying it, hopefully it'll stop by game time. If that's the case, great. They have these wonderful things called plows and they'll warm the field up and all. But I know the Dolphins will be cold, but don't get psyched out by that. I mentioned earlier. As an the... older man, I just got to chuckle whenever you say snowplow. I think you know why. 
Yeah, yeah, I do. But anyway, the, I mentioned earlier the the Jets Lions game. You know, both defenses have been playing really well here as their teams have gone on a, a run, making the playoff push. But uh, for instance, we picked up Zonovan Knight. I, I think he's a start at running back. He's trending upward the last few weeks. He had a nice game in Buffalo last week. You know, look at guys like that. And then two, um, I don't know what to make of the LA Chargers. Uh, we've got Eckler and we've got Justin Herbert. And I'm sure it's going to come out when the season's over that Herbert was pretty darn injured in week two when he broke his rib against the Chiefs. But mm-hmm. he looks like he's either healing or a man on a mission. And I will play your Chargers as they make a playoff push. The Titans are in a downward spiral. They come to SoFi this weekend. Uh, and I think, you know, it's do or die time now. And uh, as long as Justin Herbert has the ball and he's healthy enough to play, I like playing Chargers in fantasy football. Tannehill is also on the IR. So that means a little bit of a issue there for Tennessee, which means might they might run a little bit more because they have one of the best running backs in the NFL. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and the, the corollary to that is you look at what's happened to the Titans the last few weeks. Defenses know it. They're just keying on Henry and saying, okay, whoever the quarterback's going to be, you're not going to beat us this week. That's going to be very interesting to see. I know for myself, one of the games I would like to target, I think, was, like you said, the Dolphins and the Bills. And the, what could be a very snowy game right there for you, but... I think the game for me that I really was targeting outside of that one personally was, and you got the Titans and the Chargers as well. For me, it's the Giants and Commanders. Uh, Your Giants, uh, as far as heading into Washington to phase off against Commanders, they've got the exact same record, which I know is really hard this time of year to actually have the same record if you have a tie. But both teams are 7-5-1 and fighting for a playoff spot. Going to be very competitive. Both teams have... I guess, okay options for fantasy football. Both teams have not outstanding options for fantasy football, which always makes it kind of difficult to see whether or not you're going to start or bench giant players and commanders players on your roster. Yeah. And judging by the way that game went down in the Meadowlands two weeks ago, I think uh, even though it was a tie, it almost felt like a win for Washington because it looked like they were out of that game. They came back to tie it. They salvaged the uh, half point or whatever it counts in the winning percentage. But um, I really like the way Taylor Heineke has been playing. And I think if you've got Washington wide receivers, for instance, uh, you should play them just because the Giants defense, even though they've got a nice pass rush, I think teams have figured out how to torch your secondary. Uh, and I would not be surprised if Heineke did that again. And mind you, I'm a Giants fan trying to be optimistic here, but whoever loses this game is going to be on the outside looking in. So I think all bets are off. And it's hard to say a week 15 is a must win game, but it sure feels like one here. I'm just going to say this out loud again, one more time. I've said this over the course of many years now. If the NHL can get rid of ties the nfl can get rid of ties give me a break give me an absolute break college football i believe college football has gotten rid of their ties yeah am i correct on that you are and i mean technically soccer has but you know their logic is that if we were to translate it to the nfl when the game ends we'll just have a field goal kicking contest to decide the winner but then you know at a shootout i don't that's fine shootouts are actually kind of exciting to you know as far as 
what we see, but from both soccer and the the NHL. But I, I don't expect a, a well. Actually, you know, we could do a shootout in the NFL like that. It's just start at the, the the ten, and there you go. As far as a shootout after a limited OT period of time, I just think that it can be done away. Ties just need yeah. to go away, like the dodo. Unfortunately, I now, listen, all college... apologies to the dodo. So. <laughs> College football is the best system. You give each team the ball, and at a certain point in time, there's no more extra point. You're going for two, so someone's winning this game. I would rather have the dodo back flying, or actually <laughs> didn't fly, but actually just waddling around, and you can have the ties into an extinction. That's what I would like. You know, ties are really good. <laughs> ties make me feel like I wasted my time, even if it came to a well, loss. Like, like, for instance, you know, it's the Lakers fast break, with the Lakers uh, losing in a heartbreaking overtime you know, it's fashion to the Boston Celtics. I felt like though, that there were times where it was, I was invested and it was worth my time watching it. When I watch a tie, I feel like I've not gained anything, but three hours or four hours lost in my life. Absolutely. It's like running on the hamster wheel and getting nowhere yes, while watching absolutely. sports. Yep. Uh, running around on the habit trail and going nowhere. Absolutely. Indeed. <laughs> but before we head on out, my friend, I want to go ahead and touch I think a one more game that we should talk about. It is the Thursday game, something we don't get a chance to always talk about because of our shooting schedule, and that is the 49ers riding very high you know, with whatever quarterback they can throw out there against the Seahawks, who, despite all the stuff that's gone on, you know, in regards to the Seahawks, and they know that a lot of flack has gotten as far as who's who's throwing you know geno smith has done a great job but a lot of injuries for that team of course the russell wilson you know uh, trade at the time a lot of people in seattle were angry about that but obviously it's worked out well for seattle seattle's managed to stay above 500 san francisco is now going into seattle a really strong team but they go without the guy who's helped them ride this this nice streak and jimmy garoppolo yeah, uh, although Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, looks like he's got mm-hmm. things under control uh, there in the Bay Would Area. Would you want to start him on your fantasy football team? I, I mean, at this point in the game, why not? Um, like I said, when you're down the stretch, you cannot be a uh, a name brand person, let's say. You may not have the flashiest quarterback, but you want your quarterback to get you points, however that may be. Who cares? I think he's worth a flyer. And looking what I saw on waivers this week, uh, he's a heck of a lot better than the the named quarterbacks that are still sitting out there on the waiver wire. So why not take a flyer on him? Uh, a very interesting game. Another one that feels like a must win for the Seahawks. I know their excellent rookie running back, Kenneth Walker, looks like he's going to be coming back, and, and that will help him because uh, I don't feel that Geno Smith was the same player in the second half against the Rams and then last week against the Carolina Panthers, so that can only help them. But at the end of the day, this game is going to be the 49ers defense, and if they can contain Smith and Metcalf, for instance, um, they're going to win this game. Purdy really needs to hand the ball off to McCaffrey, uh, even without Debo Samuel. Here we go again, theme of the show, manage the game, be a game manager. Don't turn the ball over, make the short passes, get the clock running, let your defense win the game. So funny because number one, it tells me that, you know, when a guy like Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, is actually succeeding and doing a great job, it tells me the system in San Francisco is really primed to set up quarterbacks well, no matter how good or bad they are. It really it does a good job as far as setting up the system. So I think it's a system in regards to a great advertising for it. 
And then also when it comes to Purdy, it'd be so funny with, with fantasy football owners out there picking Purdy up over Brady or Rogers. That just is hilarious to me. Complete irony, isn't it? Um, yes. Yeah. And, and, and even too, like, I just look at Jared Goff and how everyone had written him off at the beginning of the year. And uh, you look at his stats, they're comparable to like a Kirk Cousins, for instance, who's a you know, solid, serviceable fantasy football starting quarterback from week to week. So it's ironic how things change in just a matter of weeks. Absolutely. I'm glad I have Jared Goff uh, on my team as a backup in case something happens because Josh Allen has not been the strongest or the healthiest lately. His once, uh, Supreme reign as number one overall player in fantasy football is no longer the case, but he's still someone that can score a lot of points for you. But again, his injury woes are starting to add up. So we'll see what happens there. But my friend, it's been a great episode. I truly appreciate your insight as always, but you know, it's that time. I know there might be some snow falling on the ground. So please slip on the ice when you get out to the backyard, you're heading out across the porch by the frozen barbecue grill you're trying to get around all the frozen toys on the ground and woof, 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 you check over. And you know what? It's time once again to slide on over to the doghouse. Yeah. And frankly, Gerald, my picks of late have been for the dogs. So after a nice start, I have not I just hit the skids and a, a poor losing streak here. Uh, Vegas doesn't seem to want to cooperate, Gerald. If you could pass it along to the sports books when you're down on the street, they strip, never cooperate. That's yeah, sure. but I, I mean, to add insult to and injury in this, <laughs> keeping keeping in with the cold weather and ice uh, theme, the rubbing salt in the wounds or the ice on the ground as it would be. There are a couple pick em games this week, which is pretty rare for an NFL week, but to have yeah. two in, in this time of year, uh, Vegas really is uh, just sticking it to us armchair prognosticators. One game I saw, uh, again, you know I love anything plus three or above. I saw a plus four number. Had to think about it for a second. It's the Atlanta Falcons going into New Orleans. The fact that either of these teams still have a shot to win the NFC South is mind-boggling, but I'll put that aside. Uh, Desmond Ritter, the rookie quarterback out of Cincinnati, had a great year for the Bearcats, took his team to the playoffs, uh, is getting the start after the bye week. Arthur Smith putting some faith in his rookie QB, and frankly, Gerald, if... uh, if he can play any better than Marcus Mariota, that's a major upgrade for the Falcons. I think with Patterson at running back, um, you look at the way Drake London's been playing at wide receiver. Ritter's got some tools. He's mobile. Uh, even if they don't go into New Orleans and they can't win, they're getting those four points. I say they keep it close. Take the Falcons in the four. They still got some hope here. And Smith's putting all his chips on the table with a rookie QB. Why, why the heck not? Go Falcons. There you go. There you go, indeed. But if you have any questions for us, please go ahead and always send us your thoughts. Waiver wire pickups as the playoffs are here. Any last-minute lineup changes that you want to talk about? Who should you drop, add on as far as from the waiver wire? You can always go ahead and ask us, isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or insidesportsff on Twitter. But, my friend, it's great having you aboard once again. Playoff time is here for many leagues. I know ours is next week, so or is it this week? I don't know. Next week, you're you're in the hunt. You're a four seed. You'd be in if we ended today. So good luck to you. I I hope you get in. 
I hope I get into, but I need, uh, you know, I need some quality wins to go ahead and match up with that. So we'll see what happens. You're riding high on top of our league. So congratulations to you. It's in order, but I will say that, you know, when we head on out, we also want to go ahead and wish everyone luck out there. If, because again, a lot of leagues are starting the playoffs this week. So we wish them luck on that, but any last thoughts, my friend, before we head on out? Yeah, if you're if you're playing in the playoffs this week and uh, you start that week early, uh, like we do in our other league, good luck to you all. Um, like you said, we're the number one seed in the league we play in. That makes me nervous. I've been a number one seed and gone out in the first round in the past or lost in the championship. So I almost think of it as a curse of sorts. But here's here's my motto to all fantasy football players who are fortunate enough to make the playoffs: anything can happen. Uh, don't judge your starting lineup or you know think oh i got this guy off waivers or oh i drafted this guy high i need to play him even though there's someone on my bench is better just don't overthink it and realize anyone can win the playoff seating means absolutely nothing there is no home field advantage in fantasy football that's right my friend it's whoever rides the hot streak and for many teams the hot streak has to ride starting now so once again, we truly appreciate everybody watching and listening. It's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Want to thank everyone so much. Again, wishing you happy holidays. We're wishing you all the merriest of holidays. Wishing you great success with your fantasy football team this weekend and throughout the playoffs. And hopefully you'll get a chance to check us out again next time we come around right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football.